Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on Boss Rush Games. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deergan. Alongside me, as always, is the wise Wisconsinite, Mr. Jesse Douglas. How's it going, everyone? Also here, Colonel Panic himself, Joe Wilson. Hello. Also joining us is our timekeeper slash lore archivist himself, Mr. Josh Finney. Hi, Josh. Hey Corey. Uh, guys, what a what a week. Anybody else feel like this week has been like five years long? It's been a long week. It's been a long week on top of a long year. Um yeah, it's it's been bad. It's yeah. Been yeah, I yeah, I do have to I do have to agree with the well there there is parts of this week. That felt like forever, <laughs> but once I got to Friday, it, it felt like for me, anyways, it just felt like it went quick from that point, uh, just because I didn't know it was Friday already. But yeah, and then there, just uh, just I mean, there's a lot going on. Yeah, there's <laughs> in general. I don't know if anybody out there is aware, but the leader of the free world is now exiting the white house and everybody is throwing a huge party. So, um, yay. Also in sadder news, Alex Trebek died this week. Also forgot to mention that Sean Connery died last week. What is happening? Yeah. It's literally the, one of the best SNL sketches. 2020 looked at us and was like, oh, you want to win a presidential election? Monkey's paw curls even more. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, They're like, all right, well, you know, we'll let you win it, but we're going to take two absolutely beloved old white men with us on the way out. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Jeez. Also, you know, I know she's watching, but uh, not to get super personal or anything, but if you guys follow... Megan on Twitter. Just send her some love this this week. Uh just go over there, send her some love. Uh we're all rooting for her. So you know. At Super Megatroid. I think she's watching. She said something in the chat earlier, but um you know. Hi Megan, we love you. Yeah, we uh you know we know we joke, but um we're glad that you are going to do this so anyways this is episode 117 117 Mm. which is the it couldn't have come at a better time gentlemen we have a new xbox launching in mere hours hours gentlemen hours we are legitimately like 36 hours away from this thing launching two more sleeps as of this recording two more sleeps or (laughs) no more sleeps (laughs) If you were in New Zealand, it's officially no more sleeps. Yeah, you know, or if you bought it from Walmart, (laughs) you got it yesterday or something. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, if if you're uh, Walmart, Walmart Canada, uh, 
has treated you well. They haven't even charged your car yet. Yeah. Card yet. I know. I'm sitting here like <laughs> tapping my foot. Also, by the way, speaking of just terrible long weeks, I had the worst experience ever from Best Buy this weekend. Just the worst. The worst. So I ordered, like I said, what, shipping watch 2020? Guys, this is the last yeah, episode yeah, for this. To, we have to update this week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, checked my target. Still says, well, you pre-ordered. We'll let you know when it ships. Uh, I checked the Amazon link for Jesse. Still says, we'll email you when there's a release date. I'm like, well, it's you know, two days away. Chop, chop. Uh, then I get a fancy email on Friday at 6 p.m. from Best Buy saying, your order's been canceled for your memory stick, your external battery, your blue controller. Oh, and by the way, that sweet Halo statue that was limited, also canceled. So, called them three times. Three times called them. Didn't have an answer for me. Why it got canceled. You know, what to do about it. When my refund will come. And I got anywhere from the first time... And then I also did the text chat thing while I was on the phone with them to see if I could get different answers from people. One guy said, within two hours. One guy said, next day. One guy said, 24 to 72 hours. And then two people said, uh, your refund will be processed as soon as we can. So if it hasn't been processed, that's not a good thing. So not to go town too far of a tangent but in my day job i do a lot of stuff with uh transactions and stuff uh, through the internet credit card processors and things like that and if i were setting your expectations in a granted i'm not best buy i would say we will process it today or whenever they process it it takes three business days before it reflects in your account that's the magic number before your average bank will clear a transaction as three business days. So when did you get the email? Friday. So that would tell me Tuesday. That you're looking at Wednesday. Wednesday. I would say. Mm. Wednesday you should see that transaction in your account. If you don't on Wednesday, then they are fibbers. And also Best Buy should be way faster and stuff like that than we are because we're a pretty small company. Yeah, it's all it says on the canceled order. It says we canceled your order on the of this item on November sixth. We will refund your payment now. Is all it says on the order. It should just say, "Fuck you, Corey. We don't want your money, and that's we're not going to give you any of this stuff." That's exactly what they we're, said. I was like, "We're going to get that statue for ourselves and the conspiracy the last, blue." Look, yeah. the, the last person I was on the phone with. Granted, I feel bad for this person. Also, everybody I talked to. I'm sorry, but I know their first language was not English. All right. Fine. I'm sorry. I was very aggressive towards this person. I said, the last thing I said was, when can I expect my refund so I can order this crap off of Amazon? They weren't <laughs> very happy with me. So I probably won't get my refund. You'll, you'll get it. I mean, but. I know. <laughs> also, like, they're inviting you to do that. I know. So. Yeah, because they go, especially when they don't have any kind of answer as to why, why or how, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, like, I get it with the consoles and stuff, like, there's, 
there's this possibility of stuff getting, you know, like over, like somehow it didn't, you know, it, it let too many people order something when it wasn't there. But I feel like something like that, most of those people that may have somehow snuck through by mm. now would have already, you know, known a long time ago that they, what they ordered wasn't technically going to ever come because there wasn't enough left. You know but, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this at this day and age is a solvable problem. Mm-hmm. You 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 have someone's credit card information, right? You mm-hmm. are potentially charging them or pre-charging or doing like mm-hmm. interval charging to make sure that yeah. the funds are available. But mm-hmm. I'm sorry if you pr- let five thousand Xboxes pre-order and you find out that you're only getting four thousand five hundred Xboxes in stock. What you can do to those 500 people is say, oops, sorry, we fucked up. What we can do is one of two things. You either click this button and you're going to get a refund for anything. We're going to cancel your pre-order. We understand. We hate to lose your business, but we want you to be able to get this Xbox if you can get it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Or we'll keep your pre-order. as mm-hmm. soon. We don't have an ETA, but as soon as we know that we're getting more in, we will let you know. You can also change this decision at any time, but otherwise, you'll get the next one that we like. You'll get one as soon as we have one for you. Yeah, I, I don't understand why that's not a thing. Yeah, and I, that's what I said uh, to uh, to Corey this morning when he told me about first told me about the you know the statue thing. Like, I was like, well, you'd think that if if they you know like maybe just found out that they they're not going to have enough or. Or what, or whatever, you know, whatever the situation is with that, that they would have said, you know, like keep you in a backlog like thing that will be like, okay, like once, once several, you know, once more come in, we we will fulfill yours who've gotten your, you know, your transactions through, you know, fulfill those and then go from there, you know, like it, yeah, I'd, I've never understood why they don't just do that. So, yeah, you know, the only guy, uh, the statue, I have no <clears throat> idea how limited that is. It's an, only a Best Buy thing in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. there's either one or two scenarios. Either they're, they're like, the factory that's making them or whatever is just like, guys, we're, we're only going to make, like, a thousand of these. And they're like, oh, we've been selling all of them. We'll have to find a way to do that. Or it's like, oh, they're being manufactured with harmful chemicals and every kid that's touched one so far his hands burn off or something like that. And it's like, we need to (laughs) step away from the statue. It seems cursed. Yeah. Like, there's, like... It's literally the flood. Those are two scenarios where they might be like, you know what, we're just going to secretly cancel these pre-orders and just not say anything. And I wonder, like, because I ordered it all as one order, and I wonder if, like, that's what happened if, like... They didn't have enough statues to fulfill the pre-order, so they canceled the whole order instead of just that. Yeah, but take it off your websites. I don't know. Yeah, I but I bet I guarantee you, if there, I walk but... into my Best Buy on Tuesday after work, they will have a whole bunch of them. Literally, like half the Best Buy yeah. is built See, out of those statues. Yeah, like my Best Buy always has stuff that people like can't find. My Best Buy always has yeah. like a hundred of them. Yeah. So. One of our best buy we had two best buys in town, and one of our best buys just actually closed like a month ago. Why do you because need two they, best they buys? just? I don't know. Well, it's <laughs> it was nice though living only like three minutes away from one, <laughs> yeah. versus the having to drive all the way on the other side of town to to go to it now. 
Yeah. Well, guys, I got good shipping news this week. Unlike uh, the rest of you, apparently. Let's hear it. We need it. <laughs> My Microsoft store order finally shipped. Finally. It is somewhere in Kentucky right now, I believe, at last refresh. And it is promised to be here by 4 o'clock in the afternoon on launch day. Awesome. Nice. Nice. That's nice. like three hours too late for me to be able to boot up Destiny. So I'm going to need them to bump that up to like 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, not picky. Either my X or my S can come in first. I don't care. I as don't long as it is something that has the next-gen artwork on it, I will hook it up. Better, yeah. better if along the way someone can update it for you and then ship it, to, <laughs> yeah. ship it to you already updated with it on there. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, if somebody could just like crack it open and pre-install uh, Forza Horizon 4 and uh, Beyond Light for me, I'd be really appreciative. Yeah, it's uh... literally anybody. I, I'm cool. I'm cool. Uh, FedEx. You know what would be great? This. I know that they can't do this, but Apple does something similar, and this would be cool. If you bought it from Microsoft, and I'm going to say Microsoft only, if they pre-installed games for you before shipping it, would be yeah. such a cool fucking thing. <laughs> Yeah, like if they already know that you that you bought it digitally and like, yeah, yep. or whatever, yeah, yeah. I mean, man, I would love that so much. Just uh, so you can I mean, open it. Yeah, so like the serial number, if you pre-ordered from the Microsoft Store, the serial number is already tied to your uh, gamer tag, which is really cool to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, oh, cool, because like it shows up in my status on my online oh. devices. So I'm like, oh, oh nice. it's getting yeah. real. It's yeah. getting real, guys. <laughs> I'm, 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 uh, I'm excited. I'm so excited. I'm, I've been rearranging a little mm-hmm. bit of the office, as you can see on the floor behind me. My uh, Xbox One X is on the floor, and the monitor in the original Xbox is sitting back there too. But uh, I'm prepping. It's happening. Yeah, I got my very, very first four four K screen ever today uh that i've got hooked up and ready to go yeah uh courtesy of ray apollo friend of show courtesy of our good friend ray apollo uh one of my very best friends and say yeah specter monitor uh i love this thing already yeah it's fantastic yeah the specter is uh yeah like one of the top rated like people are saying of this year like yeah yeah it's a specter i uh i love this thing it looks beautiful i played a little bit of uh Destiny on it and uh, some Forza right after I got it hooked up. I had to take it for a test spin, of course. Of course. And uh, I'm going to wrap Gears 4 after this podcast with him. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm ready. I've never owned a 4K screen. This is the only one in the house. I am I am ready to power my dreams, my friends. Yes, I'm ready. I'm just going to tell you. I don't I hope... know. I don't know how it's going to be for you, but like when the second I went to 4K. I'm like, I can't, oh, I can't go back even to 1440p. I did not like 1440p either, yeah. because when it's so close to you, you can tell the difference so much more. Yeah. So like, I yeah, I'm gonna be fine with uh, 4K 60 frames. I think on this this next generation here. So yeah, just because this, I, uh, this puts out at 75 hertz. Yeah, I'm quite excited, guys. I'm quite excited. You know. <sighs> I just hope my dreams don't get canceled by Target. You know, uh, it's, it's, uh, apparently well, the way yeah. my week is going, it's, it's a real Corey, possibility. Just believe and power yeah. your dreams. Yeah, mm. the same. That, that's what they tell us all over the box. Mm. 
Yeah, because yeah. Dreams is what I have for a first There's party also lineup. something about Halo it. on it. So. Yeah. <laughs> so my order status is says that they've received the order and it's being processed, which could take up to 24 hours. So hopefully that means it's sitting in a store a couple miles away. If I were to break into that store and take it now, I <laughs> technically have already purchased it. Is it stealing? Breaking it would be and entering. B&E, yeah. it's, it's, but is it theft? Is it is it theft? That's mm. an interesting philosophical question. Philosophy listeners, please uh, please weigh in on this for us. Also, I think, uh, I think it's okay as long as you not. hold up your ID and and at the camera when you're leaving, so they can see that you are the one who bought that. Yeah. Also, do not take legal advice from this podcast. We are not lawyers. <laughs> no. We are not in. Law school. I almost said lawyer school. We're not in law school. You do not want advice from me. I am an art major. I am an art major. Please do not take advice from me at all. Uh, (laughs) So, I'm just a custodian. I can clean up after a murder, but that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, Okay. Moving right along. Speaking of speaking of cleaning up after after murders, we have we have some uh, (laughs) listener comments before we get. Get uh, into the into the housekeeping and the real topics of the show. Greg Osterman, the third, writes in with another great question. He says, "Hey guys, new one for you. Is a burrito just an expensive hot pocket?" I would argue that you can get a burrito probably for cheaper than a hot pocket in certain cases. You can get a better burrito for cheaper than a hot pocket. Absolutely. <sighs> if you get that a cheap burrito, though. You're gonna have uh, you're gonna have the shits like a hot pocket. Have you ever had frozen burritos, my friend? Like individually, right? I, I didn't get this body shape from not eating the occasional frozen burrito. There, let, Josh. let me tell you something. You can get dollar frozen burritos, and those are infinitely better than any hot pocket I've ever had. Yeah, if you get those really long ones for like a buck, you can get those smaller <laughs> ones though for like. Like 65 cents. cents. Yeah. <laughs> I, I eat breakfast burritos all the time. Frozen ones. They, oh, they've yeah. got egg. Let's... They've got cheese. They've got some sausage. they got a little bit of potato. And they've got some uh, some beans smeared in them. It's yeah. fantastic. It's a Texas thing. It's yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful. You love to see it. What a Hot Pocket is, is a cheap, like, 7-Eleven or Dollar, Dollar General branded um, calzone. You know? Yeah, it's more of a calzone. A strom- yeah. It's it's a bad stromboli. Is hmm. is a is a yeah. stromboli just an Italian burrito? Uh, a stromboli is a, basically a glorified pizza pocket that is just like it, it was made from on high. John the Baptist himself came down and gave it to us and said, "Here, my friends, this is what will supplant pizza as the new Italian thing in America in about two thousand years." Just, just let it fester in your minds until then. Hmm. And we got it. It's beautiful. You have to go to an actual Italian place to get a good one, but they give hmm. you some marinara on the side. You dip it in. It's fantastic. You get really <laughs> fat. You'll love it. There's so much butter. Oh God. Speaking you, of like, speaking of Italian things, whoa. speaking of Italian things in America, this is a side tangent, but it was really hilarious. Okay, so uh, my my dad, came, my parents came over yesterday. Uh, and my dad and I were watching the election results and he was just like, he was, he was eating something and like they announced that Biden had won yesterday. Right. And he's like, he's like, 
good. That Trump is a panty waste. I'm like, wow, that is a that is a term. That is a term. I could have gone the rest of my life without hearing your father describe the election results as that. So uh, I was I was proud of my dad. That's all I have to say. Um, uh, uh, I wish I could say the same. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> anyways, Ashley Davidson writes in. She said, "Hey boys, are you planning on doing something? Do uh, what are you planning on doing for the new consoles launching this week? Have you gotten any sort of confirmation? Well, we've had. We just kind of talked about our shipping update twenty twenty. Hopefully, it's our last one. Hopefully, we all have our boxes by the next episode so we can talk about yeah. them." Uh, I mean, I think I'm going to try to fly through so, uh, a lot of the launch games that are on Game Pass, at least, and try to record something just to put them up on something, but, uh, yeah, uh, yeah I'll be, uh, I'll be live on Twitch on Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and probably Friday, uh, I'll be live playing Beyond Light, of course, uh, some Tetris Effect, and, uh, I have Bright Memory pre-ordered, so I'm really excited for that. Bright is only 10 bucks, right? Bright memory is seven dollars. Ooh, what? Okay. So okay, so here's the thing. I was gonna save this till later on because I was gonna bring bright memory up. Bright memory is seven dollars because it is the version that came out in early access on Steam last year. It is because it's seven dollars because it's only an hour long. This is not the one that they teased at the event back in May. Bright memory infinite, which is the actual mm-hmm. full version of the game. Think of this as a glorified tech demo, basically. The yeah. actual full version of the game will come out on Xbox and on Steam next spring in 2021. Like, probably February, March-ish. $7, though, for a- an actual next-gen exclusive. I'm in. I love the way the game looks. I've watched streams of it from Steam, and it is the perfect kind of bonkers game that I want to play. Mm-hmm. Do you take the wall running of Titanfall? I actually thought it was Titanfall 3 when we first saw it teased. Uh, the way that the, the HUD looked with the gun. And then they pulled out a samurai sword. I was like, nope, that's not Titanfall. Nope. 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 Yeah, that, it, I thought I thought they were announcing Titanfall 3. Like that I did. I was like, Ray and I were watching it live and I was like, oh my <laughs> god, what a flex. What a flex if you come out and announce Titanfall 3. That would have been a major flex. That would have been that, like... That show went downhill after that first reveal. It yeah. went downhill after Bright Memory. <laughs> We could have just ended it there and been like, yeah, huh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. that would have been so, so cool. I'm really excited though. for that. I can't believe that that and Tetris Effect are the next-gen exclusives mm. I'm going to be playing. Right. <laughs> and um, eventually Gears Tactics. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going we're gonna to get into this housekeeping here. This is Arsenal X, the Xbox show here on Boss Rush Games. Every week we come together with our friends from around the internet to talk about the latest news, rumors, games, and more within the world of Xbox. You can catch us live on Sunday nights on twitch.tv slash arsenalxpodcast around 9 p.m. Eastern uh, to join the conversation. If you can't join us live, no big deal. You can catch the show on our new YouTube channel, Arsenal X, the Xbox channel, uh, where you can also catch Tower Casuals, our Destiny podcast, and content that we all decide to make freely in our own time if we want. So you can catch us there, please. Uh, like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you consume our show. You can catch all of our content and our family of shows on BossRushGames.com. Uh, just a little bit of an update for you. Uh, Crossroads, the PlayStation podcast, is moving to Laron's Twitch channel, which is Exodus803. 
uh, Nintendo Power Block and Boss Rush Games, uh, Boss Rush Podcast will still be on the Boss Rush Games Live. Uh, and uh, there's something else, too, that's moving, but I can't remember. So update later. All right. <laughs> God, I don't know why I do this housekeeping every week. I, sh- I sh- probably shouldn't do it anymore. But uh, we have a few topics this week, guys. A few, a few uh, little little topics. N seven day was yesterday. Yep. Um, pretty big day for Mass Effect fans. Finally, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Hmm. Hmm. Coming out next year sometime for Xbox One and PlayStation 4 and PC. And the Series X and S updates and PS5 updates will come, quote, later. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. Joe's shaking his head. What, yeah. what, is that, what does that mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it felt like, it felt like just like such a shitty announcement for something that's like clearly been in the works and been teased and found out and discovered like a thousand times. I yeah. I'm I'm excited that it's coming out. I am excited that it's coming out. Yeah. I just wish it was but a better announcement. Date. Yeah, give us I, a date. Like I was f- I was fine with announcing it on N seven day, but also sure. part of me is like, so you're announcing this. It felt like it just like kind of like slipped out there like, oh shit, we need to announce something on N seven day. So, They've known about this for like two years now. We might as well just throw it out there. I, at this point I almost wonder if it would have been better just to have like shadow dropped it. Right, but for I I agree, N7 day is the most appropriate time to announce something like this. Yeah, but show me, give me one screenshot, yes. give me one. I like and the I big screen that said "not actual gameplay." Give me, give <laughs> you can put the targeted whatever blah blah blah, but like give me something. You like you just told you just confirmed something that we all kind of already knew. But like, just give me, just give me a taste. Give me a little taste. Give me a sound bite. Give me something. Show me some progress. Show me like what you're trying to do, other than just saying hey, it's gonna look better. Like, they, show yeah. me. They show also, don't tell. They yep. also announced a new Mass Effect game is in the works with a quote veteran team at Bioware. Great. Uh, if you needed any further proof that uh, Anthem is likely never getting fixed, this was probably it. They showed. Um, at they least sh- we can only. Game I know what they show. They showed an animated GIF of a character screen that looked an awful lot like Destiny. Yeah, I know. I couldn't tell. I can't tell you how. Not even I a video, just an an animated GIF. Yeah. I. Uh, it, it's pretty clear that is that is a bare bones skeleton crew project um, yeah. at the Austin studio at this point. But massive. The next Mass Effect. Mass Effect. We're just going to call it Mass Effect Four because Andromeda is not four. Mass Effect Four is probably not coming until like 2023. At best, like this, this is as far out as Elder Scrolls Six. Oh, Let's be completely the, clear about that. Yeah, the the remaster is a band aid to keep the fans interested enough in Mass Effect so it doesn't fade into obscurity yep. and yep. become like a cult game. So that like that's just that's a that's a bridge that they're trying to to cross. Yeah, yeah. I, at this point, I just really wish that that anthem would have just literally been. Uh, uh, a multiplayer campaign and that's it and not a game built to be you know something that that goes on and on and i just make it a you know like a multiplayer or co-op i should say we a still, co-op uh campaign 
because I I like everything about it, but I it's there's nice. <laughs> there, but there's just like I just don't need any more games like that. No one needs more games like that. Like like, like I mean, yeah. Destiny and stuff fin- is, is first of all, first of all, fix Anthem, fix Anthem first, okay? Or it's been two and, years. Uh, and it's never I know, happening. I know. Never happening. Well, here's the thing. I know you have. I know you have two studios. Whatever, three, whatever you want to count it. Whatever. Fix Anthem. Finish Dragon Age because we still haven't seen anything from Dragon Age. Nobody cares about Mass Effect right now. Sorry, I'm sorry. Nobody cares about yeah, the next I'd, Mass I'd Effect rather... game right now. I don't need it right now, and I, I love yeah. Mass Effect. I, I do too. I even I even liked Andromeda, but not not nearly as much as the original trilogy. Also, I played Andromeda when it was seven dollars, and they patched it five thousand times. But I, I I don't. Nobody cares about I, I Mass Effect you, right now. I, I think Bioware has infinitely better goodwill right now with doing another Dragon Age. And depending on the reception of Dragon Age, I think that's going to really affect how we start getting hyped up for Mass Effect. Because Dragon Age, I mean, I can't even see that coming out before maybe first half 2022 at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, you know, I don't know what to think about that. Uh, you know what would be cool if they. Let's say, let's do a Dragon Age game, right? And then you put something that if you walk into this, like, random field, you find, like, a piece of an Omniblade or something like that. And they're like, oh, this mysterious thing. And it doesn't do anything. But then that's, that's like, your tease for the next Mass Effect mm-hmm. game. Be like, oh, there's, it's still on their mind. It's like, it's, mm-hmm. like, it's like in The Division, too, when you found that Viking poster. It was like, here's our Assassin's Creed tease. Correct. Correct. Find a good way, or uh, oh man, like in Halo Reach with all like the Destiny stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, dude, they they tease the Traveler in ODST. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, no, I I like little teases like that building. I don't mean, obviously we don't get to sit here and you know dwell on it or litigate on it, but uh, I've never played Mass Effect two or three. I played a lot of the first one, really enjoyed it, but uh, by the time two and three came out, I was not playing a lot of video games. I had just started college when two came out and I was just like, you know, whatever. I, I have other things. I have a full time job. I have a full course load. I'm talking to women that are adults. Um, <laughs> I, I hope they're I, adults. I have, I, don't I, wanna... have no, I have no time to Whoa. play video games. Like I, I didn't even play Halo Reach when it came out because of that. That is the, to this day the only Halo I've never played and beaten day one. But I have never played two or three. I really want to. And I'm excited to see what changes, if any, they make to number one. Because uh, I remember really liking Mass Effect One. Like I see everybody complain about it. And I'm like, oh, well, I really liked it. So but I really course, liked it too. But that's after... 2007. Josh talking. So... Also, yeah, but also once like you play two and three, and then you go back to one and realize that it didn't really age well. Uh huh. Yeah, it's one of those. I, I mean, I've I've always been intrigued by the universe. I read the novels. Uh, I think well, if I'm remembering correctly, I read one of the comics. Uh, I really like the universe. So. I'm excited for these to come out, but I'm also really excited that there's an EA deal with Game Pass because I'm not buying these remasters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'll play I, them. Done, done, unless you give me a remaster on the level of Final Fantasy VII Remake or Resident Evil 2, I'm not buying another remaster ever again. So, Or Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening is another good one. But. Other than mm-hmm. the cosmetics from Mass Effect 1, the only thing that I feel like they need to fix is the fucking save feature in the first Mass Effect. 
the amount of times that I've played Mass Effect 1 and, like, made it 75% through a mission and then, like, mess up and die and then, like, to go back to the beginning where it's, like, you just landed and, like, well, I guess I'm done playing this game for the day. Mm-hmm. Just, like, yeah. instant quit. Like, like there's mm-hmm. no sense. I'm not going to play another hour to get back to where I was. Yeah. Right. Stuff really, like yeah, that. Good... Yeah, Go good Jesse. saves are definitely uh, definitely important in a game in when that, that kind game. of stuff happens. Yeah, like I'm I'm the same way. There's there's a couple of games where if it, if they don't have a good respawning point like type of save thing like a, a and you have to do a bunch of stuff over again, I just shut it off. Oh man, how many how many games have you guys played where that's happened, and then you forget about why you stopped playing. You're like, you know what? I never finished oh, that yeah. game. And you load up the game save. You're like, oh, this is why. Oh, that's why. This is, this is <laughs> yeah. the exact moment why that happened. <laughs> yeah, there's so. a couple like that. At least two or three, I think. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. That's why I quit playing Andromeda. I never finished Andromeda, um, and it's because there was I was in like this cavern following somebody, and there was these. It was like one of those like waves of people thing. And uh, I had, I, I always play through on the hardest difficulty because I don't know why I just do. And uh, I was doing that, and I finally beat it. And then I like I was climbing around to try to explore a little bit, and I fell into like a, like off a cliff or into like a pit, and I died. Mm-hmm. And it started it over, and I uninstalled the game. And I was just like, this is not for me. It was <laughs> very upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh... Ooh. Uh, but anyways, I, this legendary edition, just like I, it was something that I should have been excited for and wasn't and just super, just the key art's cool. Like it's a cool image, but like, I mean, any fan could have done that with some assets in the Photoshop. They probably, it probably was a fan that did it with some yeah, assets. They just Photoshop. copied it, just copied it over. Like, yeah, no. even the little video was just like nothing. Yeah, it was yeah. just it, oh, let's let's put ominous lighting on all of the characters from Mass Effect and zoom out. Okay, yeah, neat. Like a Ken, yeah. Ken Burns yeah. style trailer. Yeah, I could do that in iMovie, guys. <laughs> Not, uh, narrated by David Attenborough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand I don't that reference. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited that it's happening, but I I am not excited with what was presented sadly well yeah they they i mean like if it, if something feels like they're really not trying to to have like any kind of like feeling of trying to get people excited for something it's like yeah then if you don't have enough information to actually you know give us something to make us you know at least excited for a day that it that it's going to be you know available for the next gen stuff or whatever and try to ride that wave of excitement, then, you know, what's the point in even doing it? Yeah. So let me put it this way. I'm more excited for the Prince of Persia remake. And let me tell you. The remake that's not really a remake? Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you. I'm not excited for that either. So, all right, we're going to move on here. (laughs) Xbox Game Pass tweeted out an ominous tweet with the Mandalorian featured... They said, "We're not tweeting this picture out for no reason." Mm. What what what's happening? What is happening? Okay, everybody, the, the conspiracy headphones are being donned. They're being donned. Okay. okay. 
Speaking of Josh, uh, Josh, speaking of, before we get into this, should I make conspiracy headphones shirt for us? For you? No. No. I'm going to. No. Yeah. Do it. It's just gonna be a set of headphones, some glasses, and a and a beard. Like, yeah, a fake mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, they're on my friends, they are on. Okay. I I talked last week very passionately about how I desperately want Knights of the Republic three. Something mm-hmm. else I've wanted for a very long time is a spiritual successor or a follow-up to Star Wars Bounty Hunter from the PS2. And if anybody does not remember this, if some of our listeners are maybe too young or did not (laughs) indulge in this game, uh, it was a game set uh, shortly after The Phantom Menace where you play as Jango Fett and ends with you being recruited by Count Dooku to create the clone army. It was real cool. You only played as Django, but it was real. It was the first game that really let you do that as a bounty hunter. And really, to this day, the only one that's let you do that. Uh, Star Wars thirteen thirteen was supposed to be a spiritual successor to this, and of course, got canceled the second that Disney bought Lucasfilm. What Fair. I would this is not <laughs> going to happen. I want to be abundantly clear with everybody who listens to this before anybody takes it and runs with it. You don't know that. I would sure. love. I would absolutely love if this is teasing a exclusive game set with Din Djarin as the main character. I would absolutely love that and it has the mechanics of battle or of bounty hunter in a gigantic open world similar to what Visceral's canceled Star Wars game was supposed to be. I would absolutely love this. Uh, <laughs> I do not think in any way shape or form this is happening and if it was it would not be getting teased by Xbox Game Pass. That being said, uh, I think what you're, what this tease is, is you're going to get uh, a deal similar to what we got with Funimation uh, back in October, where you get two free months of Funimation Premium. I think you're going to get three months of Disney Plus as a Game Pass perk uh, starting tomorrow. Because the Fortnite Disney Plus deal was supposed to start as well uh, this week, I believe. What's the Fortnite Disney Plus deal? I think you, if you buy anything in the shop, you can get like two or three months for free. Oh. So, because oh. it's tying in with the whole Marvel right. event they're doing. Okay. So, uh, I think that's going to happen here, uh, especially with Jedi Fallen Order coming to Game Pass on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? The only other thing, and I mean, because that, that's the whole thing is it's like, well, you very specifically used a shot from the latest episode of The Mandalorian. So, that's my only guess is that it's that. Now, if they come out and announce a game, which, again, to be clear, I do not think this is happening. Same. Uh, you guys wouldn't hear from me for the rest of the week. I'd have to go consult a doctor. Hmm. <laughs> it's damn. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> all right. By the way, this season of Mandalorian is very good. It is very good. I uh, I still haven't started it yet. I need to oh start God. it. Nobody tell Jesse about the second episode. No, Let me tell you what happened. So <laughs> the child is actually yeah. Really, Greedo. it really is Baby Yoda. Greedo. No, actually, actually, it's spring. It's, so. <laughs> it's uh, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, I don't know. I hope. I mean, three months of Disney Plus for free. That'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, I I'm glad they take three months. Uh, again, I just I just can't think of anything else it would be at this point. Especially I, with I, uh, Falcon. What I think it's what it is. I think it's Disney Plus, but I'm gonna be upset if it's like you have to be a new subscriber. Like all the other, yeah, like, yeah, I can't see that. That's what it is. Well, I saw somebody. They have, Danny 
Danny Pena on Twitter today was like, what if they what if they give us a whole year uh, if they bundle Disney Plus in with Game Pass Ultimate? And I'm like, dude, there's no way. There's no way that no. they're going to give you a whole year of Disney Plus. They'll give you three months at most. Disney wants that Mandalorian money. Yeah. They yeah. want that Falcon and the Winter Soldier money. God, really? I cannot wait for that show, man. Falcon and Winter Soldier. I can't wait. I WandaVision, we've got Moon Knight cast, we've got She-Hulk cast, let's go, Wait, boys. who's Moon Knight? It's Marvelous cast, Oscar Isaac is Moon Knight, hmm? my friend. Oh, really? That that was confirmed? I mean, it came from Deadline, and Deadline is an industry trade Okay. that they only report when they get stuff from the studios, so I'm, I am treating it as if it's happened. Okay. Um, I, I can't remember the last time they announced a casting, and it did not pan out for a Marvel or Star Wars movie. I mean, that's a it's probably yeah. a, a good Isaac. choice. It's probably a good Oscar choice. Isaac for Moon Knight. Hell yeah, I love Moon Knight. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait for Falcon and Winter Soldier though. It's good it's times. Awesome. It's good times, my friends. Uh, speaking of speaking of good times, guys, we did promise a Halo episode. We did promise Spartan One One Seven would be heavily represented on this episode. So we are going to do a mini Halo retrospective mini uh you know celebration of our favorite spartan who goes out there and saves the day against the the aliens you know mm-hmm. i will now be playing with my toys live for your enjoyment will you please I'm... act will you just <laughs> actually you know what the rest of the show is just gonna be joe acting out every major scene from the halo series with his toys for the remainder <laughs> of the episode <laughs> That would actually be hilarious. Can we do that for a video he, he, on the channel? He's going to, like, dark helmet it over here. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I need a weapon. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Give no, me the no sir, I did not see you playing with your dolls again, sir. <laughs> what if you miss? <laughs> I won't. Oh, it's still the greatest <laughs> scene in Halo. Still the greatest scene. <laughs> so, that I don't want to go ahead of the thing here, but that was the coolest thing about the Halo 2 anniversary was how great the cutscenes were mm-hmm. that cutscene in particular you i have gone through and just rewatched the cutscenes mm-hmm. edited together on youtube that's oh how great they are yeah. i'm gonna be honest i'm probably gonna watch them tonight now that i have the 4k monitor and yeah. it's in your head it's yeah. so good yeah i i mean i i gotta do it now i i gotta watch that and i gotta watch the uh the one where he leaves cortana behind mm. i gotta do it have you uh have you guys read any of the novels or anything like that every one of them except for the new one i read the fall of reach a long time ago every every single fan of the series should read fall of reach and first strike it gives so much more context around the first game first and leading into the second one halo evolutions also a great one great 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 short stories yeah really good there's a lot of the I don't know. I like a lot of that that stuff that's in there, yeah, um, sure. and the audiobook is great. Different. Yeah, see, that's what I I I can't remember which one I listened to, but I listened to one in an audiobook just because it's easier for me with a job. You know, like I've had jobs over the years where I could listen to to podcasts or whatever. And yeah, I, when I used to work at the Y um at the ymca third shift i could listen to music and stuff and and we and i listened to one of them during that i also listened to every single harry potter book on on uh audio you're a wizard harry you're a harry wizard the guy 
a guy that did the the voices would change his voice for each character, dude. And he was a British guy, and and it was just awesome. Like I could listen to him read any book to me. <laughs> he tucks you in at night. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> um, what was what was everyone's first Halo game? Like, what was the first one that you played? One Halo one. Halo sure. one. Yeah. Yeah. Halo yeah. One. Actually, no. Um, so I'm, I am a few years younger than the rest of the crew. Marathon. Uh, Halo, Halo 2 was actually my first one. Um, I remember playing it and playing through Cairo Station and playing all the way up through Metropolis. And mm-hmm. my friend's older brother walked into the room and was like, he just looked at me. He's like, Josh, have you ever played the first Halo? I was like, there's a first one. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm like 10, 11 years old at this point. Uh, and he's like, yeah. Uh, you should definitely play through Halo 1. So I played through Halo 1 and it, after that, and it was just like, oh my god. This is this is incredible. Like, mm-hmm. Halo 1 was already a classic, and then Halo 2, I mean, Halo 2 is my all-time favorite game. So, so second I, favorite. But. The first thing I played was Combat Evolved, but I didn't even play through the story. The first thing that I played on it was multiplayer. Multiplayer, mm-hmm. man. And it was Beaver Creek was the first map that I played. Uh, it was because I had like a friend coming over and I was like, yeah. I had an Xbox and I was like, we got to play a multiplayer game. And I knew nothing about Halo at that time. And I got it from Best Buy and an extra controller. And then as soon as we heard like game over and like the whole like double kill, <laughs> triple kill, like we're like, like this yeah. is amazing. Uh, yeah. I'll say this. Blood Gulch is where men were born. Oh man. Boys became men on Blood Gulch. <laughs> Hours. Coagulation. Blood Gulch. Hours. Wizard Rockets. Shoddy snipers only. Hang them high, <laughs> pistols only. Hmm? Yeah. Oh, hang them high, yep. pistols only. Speaking my language. My mm. favorite map. Mm. Favorite map. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Halo 1 was my first Halo. It was the game. Like, I went over to one of my friends' house uh, to play Halo after, like, one of our football meetings on a weekend and i was like okay let's go i'll i'll go whatever i wasn't really friends with these people but i like video games and i was like okay you're inviting people to play video games i'll you know jump in i didn't have a i didn't have an xbox i had a gamecube and a dreamcast and so we went over and uh they were they were playing halo i was like what is this game they're like well it's called halo you just shoot people and it's really fun and uh so we <laughs> we played Halo for like a couple hours. I was like, man, I need an Xbox. So like, literally the next weekend, I was like, begging my mom and dad to take me to Best Buy to go get an Xbox, and uh, they did. And I got I got Halo. What else did I get? I got something else too, but I think it was something stupid like Azeric or something. You know, one of those really. No, it was Brute Force. Brute Force. Brute. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, it was bad. It was bad. But I, I already it it was already at that time where the Duke was kind of discontinued and they were selling the S controllers. Mm-hmm. So like I never mm-hmm. really had to fight over having a Duke or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think the the greatest night ever with Halo One. It was two weeks before Halo Two came out. I think uh, there was thirty two people at my friend's house and we had two games of eight on eight going on in his basement. And uh, it was crazy. It was so crazy. I have no idea, like, 
how we even got because I mean we still had tube TVs back then. It was like people carried their giant ass TVs down into this basement, and <laughs> we had <laughs> we had so many TVs going on. It was awesome. It was so cool. Uh, and then like it was funny because like when Halo Two came out, Halo Two is actually probably my least played Halo game. Um, I was. I was uh, I got Halo Two and I played through the campaign and then I just kind of put it away. I didn't really ha- I didn't have Xbox Live at the time, and when mm-hmm. I went to when I went to college, like it was still at a time where like you couldn't connect to the internet with the Xbox, but you could it like if you plugged it into the Ethernet port, it was more like a giant LAN party mm-hmm. instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So like the Xbox was like always on and in our like common room area and, but like my friends would play it. and i i was in i was in my dorm room playing like i don't know probably something like kingdom hearts or something uh i don't know i just halo <laughs> 2 was like my least played halo until like the master chief collection came out i was like oh well i really see why people like halo 2 multiplayer now yeah yeah i just loved the maps and that that, that game like for me, like, yeah, my my first one was was Combat Evolved. Um, I you know I didn't. That was like that game and and Odd World. I think were like the first games that I got for the, my Xbox. And and I remember like me and my friends um, did eventually play uh, multiplayer on that one, like together, like as a group, like. But it was just on one console. It was the split screen um, because my friends didn't have an Xbox right away. Because um, I basically got one like right when they came out. Like right when it came out, I got it right away. And then, but the only thing that sucks is I didn't get Xbox Live until late, just long enough after that it came out that that I was not considered part of the uh, early adopters or whatever club that you remember a while ago on 360 I think it was they were giving out like certain special like avatar things for people who who mm-hmm. got Xbox Live when it first came out or something like that I I was so mad I'm like god I got the Xbox when it first came out that should at least count <laughs> but yeah so I but I, it wasn't until Halo Two that I really got into the the multiplayer stuff, like more where it was more people that I knew that played it and going to land parties and you know and stuff like that and like it, you know, that was like when it really like sealed the deal for me as far as like you know like. As long as they keep on making Halo games, I'm gonna be buying them. Basically, you know, like I loved the first one uh, too, obviously, but it, it was like two just for me. I just done. They did just the right amount of changing of things, and you know, and adding things, and you know, it just felt so much better than the first one. But yeah, but, uh, I'll not. I'll never forget like. It, this was like after Halo Three had already came out. I uh, I fired Combat Evolved up on my PC one day, and I'm like, you know what? I've never played this. Uh, I've never played multiplayer on PC before. I should just try this once. And I jumped in, and 
Like, I swear to God, I, like, it felt like I was going against bots because I was just destroying everyone. And I'm like, this this is so weird. I've never played it on PC before, and, and I'm literally winning, like, every single game. So I don't know if there was bots on that at some point, like, if you tried to log into a multiplayer online game or if I just had a freak day where I was just doing really well. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, yeah, a lot of great memories though with, with both of them, but definitely two was, was like a little bit more, uh, you know, available as far as people that I could play with and stuff. So I lived in the middle of nowhere um, like dial-up was a luxury that I had mm-hmm. for internet. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if anybody, if you guys did this, but we did land parties, and that was like, I think even to this day, I'm still chasing the high of like a great Halo land party. It was like my favorite thing. We, uh, my buddy, um, his dad had like a business where they did like presentations for certain things, so he had all these projectors. So we would go and like unhook the projectors and like have huge screens so we could do like like the the four splits we just do it on walls yeah um so we were always chasing that do you remember like you could change like your name and your color in Mm -hmm. between matches before that was also see like who got who killed you next and see who that person was but we (laughs) would uh me and my one friend we did this tunneling thing where you could hook your Xbox, this is original Xbox and Combat Evolved, up to your yep. PC and then tunnel into another person's PC and basically set up like a LAN through fucking dial-up internet. Talk about the jankiest play sessions I've ever had was like we'd have to like have like IM open so you can chat because you, you're occupying the phone lines because there was no voice yeah. chat. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was like, I'm gonna go here. and like It was so stuttery and like all of a sudden they would appear. It was like the worst. Uh, but that was like my first like this. So when they did like Xbox Live, I'm like, oh my god, I hope it's like, I hope it's like that tunneling thing. And it's like, oh, it's like infinitely better than that in every way. <laughs> yeah. My little my little brain could not handle how much better Xbox Live. And it's like, think to think now, how casually yeah. I hook up with somebody like, on uh, hook up with somebody online. That doesn't sound great. <laughs> uh. I'm going to read this first comment that we have about uh, the Halo uh, stuff. Dan Rudabacher, Rudabacher, Rudabacher writes in. He says, hey, guys, just want to say I dig the show. It's nice to see a lot of people my age still loving games. Halo was second only to Goldeneye with me and my friends on the weekends. Uh, everyone's fighting over uh, who was using the Duke made us have rules. Whoever loses uses the Duke. It was... Th- uh, it was that way well into the 360 until Halo 3 came out. We still meet up once a week online to play Halo Master Chief Collection or Halo 5. I'm 30, 35 with three kids, and Halo, uh, and Halo still is the reason I get to play games uh, like one. So, um, man, that sucks. Whoever loses uses the Duke. Um, although yeah, I have uh, to... For us, it was always the little brothers got it. <laughs> because they wanted to play with us so bad. My, one of my real friends, Josh, we, uh, 
we would force his brother to use the uh, the Duke or to use like the off-brand Mad Cats controller. Oh, the oh. Mad Cats! He would get so <laughs> mad because you had to like pra- practically go like claw style on it. Yeah, and yeah. he'd be like, "This is unfair! This is stupid!" I mean, we tor- God, this kid! He, I, I swear to God, he hates us to this day. We made variants in Halo Three called Kill Chris. <laughs> where we would all be on a team without him and just 12, like 11 of us chasing him down. Like we'd bring all of our buddies in on Xbox live. We'd be like, Hey Chris, you want to play with us? He'd be like, yeah, I'm so excited. And then it was just, it was an, it was hell on earth for that kid. That poor kid. I mean, that's, that's fair. Um, he doesn't play Xbox anymore. <laughs> He's a uh, PlayStation person now. He doesn't play I video d- games at all anymore. I don't think. Uh, that's a shame. I just, I just yeah, remember, uh, I just remember when we used to have some LAN parties. Like before I got an Xbox, like people, since I was like the new guy at Halo, they made me use the Duke, and also probably because they were making fun of me secretly. Because, uh, well, that was me. Uh, but when I bought my when I bought my Xbox, I literally bought a controller and wouldn't let anybody use that controller because it was my controller no matter what. And uh, yeah, that was. I think I think everyone has a nice controller that's theirs, right? Like you have like yeah. you have like your controller, then you have like the company or the guest yeah. controller. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's always the one that has like. The, the joystick is a little janky. Yeah, well, maybe the, or like maybe right bumper sticks a little. Well, for yeah. me, for me, it's like my Switch. I use the Xenoblade Chronicles Special Edition one, and everybody else has to use like the Joy-Con slotted controller or like a regular Pro controller. And for Xbox, right. uh, I ended up getting that the gray one with the green sticks, and everybody else that comes over has to use the black ones because I'm just like, yeah, you know, can't gotta use i have to use this controller it's it's my hand it's melded to my hand perfectly it's like it's like the seat cushion that you sit in all the time it's just perfectly formed to your ass this is this. yeah there's exactly there's the <laughs> when you go over someone's house you can tell when it's their chair like it's like oh mm-hmm. you're not gonna sit in that that's their recliner that's theirs it, i can see their shape in there it's like they're invisible <laughs> and sitting in it right now if it if it has an ass imprint in it, you don't sit in that chair. Yeah, no, for several reasons, but one of them is being polite. It's it's probably extra warm there too. You don't want to sit in. There. Also, there there's probably like a hazmat warning. Yeah. Uh, also, it's my like con- Chernobyl. Also, my con- my controller has a chat pad on it, which weighs down the controller ever so slightly, and mm. I I like. When the, when when I get my Series X, I would probably still use an Xbox One controller for that simple fact that that like I don't know if the chat pad can fit on the new controllers, so I'll probably have to uh, use the old ones. So, mm-hmm. which sucks. For me, that... I'll pro- I'm gonna probably hook up my uh, my gaming uh, uh, keyboard and stuff. So then I just have full keyboard for typing and stuff names. I I don't use Just it for I'll have it at the... I don't use it for typing. I mean, it is nice in the store when I'm searching for something. I'll type in whatever I'm searching for. But like, mm-hmm. I literally only purchased one to weigh the controller down in my hand. I didn't get it for any other particular oh, reason. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> the Duke, uh, yeah, the Duke. <laughs> I really I hope. I really hope um, that the chat pads work on the new controllers because if I can't wait on those new controllers, I'm gonna be really upset that I spent sixty dollars on this blue controller that I'm never gonna use. I would imagine it would. 
because I feel like the like if the 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 elite two is supposed to basically be the next gen like a next gen uh, controller, like that they would have like that that's this is how it's going to be for the most part. Yeah. You know, obviously it doesn't have a share button where the share button would be on the elite is how you change your different settings, but yeah. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't put a share button on it just for later. <laughs> Sam Hall writes in. He says, hey, guys, Halo was one of the first shooters I ever played, and it's been a staple ever since. Even though the, its innovation and storytelling has been down over the last few entries, it's still a fucking blast to play. My friends and I met at the Halo 3 uh, midnight release where we exchanged gamer tags, and we still play to this day. Love what you do. Thanks for the show. Uh, that's a cool story. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, have I think I think we all have friendships that have been kind of defined by this franchise in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, up to this day, like the guys that I'm still super close with from childhood, it was because we played a ton of Halo together. Um, mm-hmm. My I met my best friend playing Halo. Uh, Halo Two came out, and uh, he he asked me when I was a new kid at school. He was like, "Oh, you like Halo?" I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Oh, well, you know, my brother just bought Halo Two. You want to come over and play it?" And uh, I mean, we never looked back. He and I still we play Destiny uh, weekly to this point. Uh, you know, I I don't know. Like that that's a lifelong best friendship. I mean, it's on top mm-hmm. of you know other friends where you know, like I said, torturing little brothers, younger siblings <laughs> uh, in those games. But uh, yeah, it was just this whole group and me, him, and occasionally another guy from that group will all just will still squat up. We're we're all excited for Infinite. We're all excited for. Uh, Master Chief Collection getting these improvements. It's Halo is such a huge part of our friendship. Bungie games in general are. Um, mm-hmm. So, I well, yeah, I mean, like the game does that. Yeah, and it's you know, like you guys were talking about earlier, with you know, like well, I think one of the main reasons what made it such a great game is like you guys said, like being able to just kind of create your own rules and like every, I, th- I feel like every single one of us has had, you know, like had that experience who who grew up with with Halo of having some kind of, you know, game type or, or whatever that someone made up or, or you know, like had a variant of, of whatever kind of game type that we would like to play, you know, and like, looked forward to and you know like that was the fun thing about it is like they kind of you know they gave you gave you that option and then like when you know with the for the forge thing being able to create your own maps and everything like you know that was like before like minecraft and before you know like it was like giving you a an opportunity to like just really kind of do your own thing however you wanted including a map and and it is just yeah. There's just so many things that that game did that like yeah. You you may have been able to do kind of in other games before, but but they had they just did it so well. Yeah, I I remember every game that wasn't Halo during that era that came out, and I would say like Call of Duty aside because yes. it's its own beast. But mm-hmm. every game that came out that was like some sort of shooter that had a mult, they would like they put they like it felt like they had to put a multiplayer aspect on mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I just remember like all of them being like, it's like I remember like every time being like, 
I'll play it. And then you play it, and it's like, well, it's not Halo, so I don't know why I would play this. Yeah. Because <laughs> the replayability in Halo for, I would say, multiplayer, uh, Forge, when they added Forge, when they mm-hmm. started doing where you could, uh, the theater mode, which was mm, it's still amazing and i still don't understand why every game doesn't have a version of that is just beyond me um and uh you had the skulls like all the secrets the all the easter eggs in the game that you could go and discover there were so (laughs) many reasons uh like remember uh gold and i had those uh each level had those like uh cripes there was like those the harder difficulties and you could get like all the extra objectives yeah and then there would be like uh, all those there was like secret stuff that you could do in them if you unlocked it. Yeah, and I feel like the the Halo yeah, like games were like mode. <laughs> yeah, it was all it was all very similar. It's like you think about well the value that you got, especially for Combat Evolved. I don't remember if it was fifty or sixty dollars at the time, but like the value that you got out of that one purchase, yeah, is just insane. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That you, I don't think we see that anymore. In yeah any game i mean they, they've you you play the same game i've been playing destiny 2 for i, I don't know how many years yeah but how now, much yeah. money have you spent in destiny but how much yeah. money have i sunk back into that game i basically spend 70 dollars a year now on destiny if not way more than that when yeah. you consider all That's... the stupid goofy <laughs> shit that i buy not including silver uh yeah stupid i, I spent right around a hundred dollars on that game a year yeah and I don't mind. Yeah. Like that doesn't. No, no. I, I get it. It's they're they're adding yeah. content. That's it's not like it's the same game, and like you know it's static or anything like that. It's definitely different. So I I think that it's worth it for me. Yeah. But like man, can you imagine spending sixty dollars on a game now and being like, I'm gonna play this game for about four or five years, and that'll be good for me until the next yeah. one comes out. I mean, but I mean, but like, I mean, really, I think the last game that did that was Halo Five for me. Honestly, like. I still play Halo Five occasionally. I mean, I have I didn't play it play it as nearly as much as mm-hmm. you know the other Halo games or Gears or whatever. But like, I think the last time I spent sixty dollars and that was it, and still play the game occasionally was Halo Five. I still play Halo Five. Yeah. Um, For me, I it, it was right before I had kids. <laughs> That's <laughs> the last time that I played Halo for any more than like for a long periods of time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like when I, I when I play Destiny, it's to pl- it's to play the PVE with my friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if I want to play something competitive in the first person shooter range, it's definitely going to be Halo. You know. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, I think I think besides. Well, I haven't played Call of Duty in years, but I think besides Call of Duty, I think Halo still offers some of the best multiplayer out there. Period. Um, yeah, especially I mean, Master Chief Collection. Holy crap! Insane think, value. Yeah. Yeah. I think now that I think, it works properly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I do. I do jump back into the Master Chief stuff and play some multiplayer every once in a while, but. I I'm so bad at the game now because I'm just so like I just don't play it um, regularly enough, and that that's one of those things I've always had an issue with with uh, first person shooter games is I have to stick with it mm-hmm. for a long period of time, or otherwise I just drop right off when it comes to to you know being being able to be competitive. Yeah. So. Uh. 
Micah Branch writes in again. He says, hey, 3CJ, wanted to comment on the Halo <laughs> show. Uh, Halo actually never hit my console until Halo the Master Chief Collection. I have, I have always had an Xbox, but Halo never made it. I was an RPG nerd with Fable, Morrowind, Jade Empire, KOTOR, and Mass Effect. Halo still feels timeless in a lot of cases, and I still can't wait for Infinite. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's a, that's a rarity to have an Xbox and not have Halo, I feel like. Yeah. Especially I, uh, that first said, box. Yes. I said this on, uh, on Boss Rush Podcast yesterday uh, when we were talking with Ed. Uh, we got into a discussion about uh, launch titles and how it's so rare to have a title that's a must-buy at a launch that is an exclusive. And I was like, in the last 20 years, I can think of about three games that have not, not counting the two new consoles that have been a must play day one. And that's breath of the wild. Um, I mean like, well, shit, I had three games and I can't even remember what the second one was, uh, was but I had halo. Halo was, yeah. Uh, that that's, that's the crux of the story here is uh, halo. Halo and halo two had an almost one-to-one adoption rate uh, with copy sold and console sold in that first generation of xbox uh i personally have never known anybody who owned uh an original xbox or a 360 that did not own a halo game um um mario 64 i think mario's well mario uh, i mean yeah well yeah or it was something for playstation i'm pretty sure the old playstations i don't know anyway it's not important it's not important the summoner Anyways, the the point is, uh, it, it was Halo, and Halo's yeah. not only one of the singularly most important games ever made. Without Halo, you probably don't have Xbox existing anymore. Yeah, uh, it is it is very safe to say that without Halo, uh, the Xbox likely does not succeed. Not that they had a bad launch or anything. They mm-hmm. had good games, but they didn't have a game you had to play outside of Halo. Project Gotham was fine. I love Oddworld, uh, yeah. but those aren't system sellers. Halo, on the other hand, not only was a system seller, it was a cultural revolution. Master Chief is one of the most iconic pop culture characters of the last twenty years. It doesn't. It not doesn't matter that Halo's bad anymore. Culture. It doesn't. Or not bad. I should yeah. say that it doesn't matter that Halo isn't as relevant as it used to be. You say yeah. Xbox, the first thing you think of is Master Chief and Halo. That's, and that's yeah. why. That's what. That's why you know Infinite not being there this week is such a big blow yeah associate xbox with halo and we haven't had a halo at launch since that original one we usually have to wait two almost three years into a console being out in order to get one now and i think we take a look at this and we kind of take for granted that like xbox really hit it they they take a chance on this game from bungie it was originally supposed to be an rts game and they were like what if we turn this into a first person shooter and you have Bungie, who I think second only to Infinity Ward in terms of, I don't even think they're second personally. I think Bungie is superior, but in yeah. terms of creating a long lasting franchise and literally revolutionizing the way that we play shooters on console, like GoldenEye was a big deal, but it was still, it was kind of an outlier mm-hmm. as far as mm-hmm. FPS is on consoles. Halo proved FPS is belonged on consoles. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, you know, to your point about them being, you know, better than, you know, like the Call of Duty franchise as far as when it comes to studios, like the thing is, is like the Call of Duty franchise has always had to try to create that next 
um, you know, like like thing that had to try to you know try to try to make it relevant. Whereas whereas Halo, like people have always loved Halo, kind of the way it was, and they only changed what they felt needed to be improved. But so much of it was so perfect that there wasn't a whole lot that they had to do to the game, and yeah. we and we were glad that that you know like it was just so perfect that they didn't have to try to do. You know, I mean, eventually they did start putting in like suit power ups, and which I was one of those people that wasn't really excited about those kind of additions. Uh, but but it was what it was, and I got you know I got over it really quick. But but like I you know that's I think w- one of the reasons I had always really enjoyed it is just it reminded me of my favorite parts of of FPS games, be it from Xbox or or PC, where I did do a lot of gaming for a while. Like you know I did the Unreal tournament a lot i did the you know like the the those kind of games on pc for a while and i just really liked that old school arena kind of you know feel in it and they just stayed true to that for a real long time and and it didn't get stale like they 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 were able to continue to make it exciting and fun and you know, like they didn't have to try to chase the next idea or try to, you know, like do all I, that stuff. Yeah, I mean, and like you know, you talk about the suit power ups, and you talk about different things, like you know, sprint being introduced to the game mm-hmm. and things like that. And it's yeah. those are things you didn't have to change the core gameplay. But I think a yeah. game like Halo, and we we discussed this over the summer, and yeah. back in uh, back in early summer with uh, Luke when he came on, but. Halo is one of those franchises that I think is struggling to find its place in 2020 uh, amongst mm-hmm. the fast-paced shooters of the world. You you have things like Destiny that are just so fluid these days. Like it's hard for me not to play a fast FPS paced or uh, fast-paced FPS now. Like mm-hmm. for me to go back and play Halo, I played some multiplayer for the first time in a couple years uh, last week, and I was like, "Holy crap!" I played only Halo two and three in my playlist. And I was like, "This is this is rough." Um, this is, and not that it's bad or anything, but it's because I haven't played a game like that in so long. Like no yeah. other game plays like that, and that's both a good and a bad thing. I think. Um, I think three four three especially has really struggled to figure out how to bring Halo into the current generation, and I hope to God that they finally nail it with Infinite. I they took a good first step before Battle Royales became all the rage with War Zones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still maintain Warzone should be a detached mode and be a free download for anybody to play. Yeah, uh, it's something. It, it's you know, it's a lot like Fortnite and Call of Duty in that respect. You don't have to pay for anything in that game if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It's interesting to see what they're trying to do because I mean, on the heels of us having arguably the worst Halo campaign in Halo Five and the. Kind of like, I think you either loved it or hated it when it came to Warzone. Like, I loved it. I played more of that than I have any Halo multiplayer probably in the last 10 years combined. Like, across 4 or 5 ODST and Reach. But you also had a series best, arguably, multiplayer in 5, which I think we overlook a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm curious to see how my favorite franchise continues to evolve. Yeah. Um, but... 
I'm gonna. I want to pose a question to you guys, though. Like as we, you know, we, we kind of wind down and we, you know, start kind of getting retrospective with this. Do you think it's time for us to? I know Halo's been away for a couple of years. After Infinite and with the updates, they said they wanted to be a platform and stuff. Is it time to let Halo take a rest for a while, or to let somebody else have a crack at it, if nothing else? I think it depends on how this one reviews. Right, because like if it's yeah. like a ten out of ten and everybody loves it, like everybody's gonna want more Halo. I think I think this game can be no less than great. It can't just be another good shooter, right? Like it, it has to be great. Um, and if it's any less than that, maybe it is time. You know, maybe like yeah, it's gotta be like like God of War like level like. In my opinion, like the story needs to be like God of War level. Like you know, people are talking about it for weeks about about what happens in the story and you know and things like that. I honestly think it's it's gonna have to be something like that. It's gonna have to have and, some kind of staying power. And as not only that, how the story goes. And not only that, I feel like it has to fix a lot of the mistakes that halo 5 made and it's in its storytelling mm-hmm. right like it's still it yeah. has to not only tell its own story but it has to fix those mistakes as well which puts a lot of extra pressure on that team and uh as disappointed as i am that we're not getting halo at launch uh i'm glad that i i hope they take all the time they need to make this just the best halo game since you know bungie left you know, it has to be nothing short of the best one since Halo Three. I'm going to be completely mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. Um, not that Reach isn't great. I I don't hold Reach as in as high of esteem as the trilogy personally. For mm-hmm. me, it's just barely a step below those. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe like a half step, but I think you have to have that kind of powerful story. I think if nothing else, you can keep doing stuff in this universe, especially now with id and machine games joining the Xbox Game Studios portfolio. But mm-hmm. I do think it's kind of time for us to tell some stories again uh, with if this is the end of the Forerunner Reclaimer trilogy, whatever you want to call it. I think it's time to tell some stories in this universe without Master Chief again. Yeah. Uh... I think that's something they've really excelled at in the, you know, Joe talked about the Halo books earlier. And about the expanded mm-hmm. universe, and that's something I think 343 has done really well uh, in Wake of Bungie leaving, is that has arguably only gotten better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the expanded universe has continued to grow. I wish we could get that level of storytelling in the games, though. Um, it kind of goes back to the argument of Destiny 1 of there's all this incredible war, there's this incredible storytelling, but I have to go to a website to read this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, yeah, I, I want Joe's take on all yeah, this. Yeah, because Joe is... The Halo he's guy on this the show. Halo guy. He's 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 Mister Mister Halo. He's Mister Chief, if you will. <laughs> I love Mister Chief. He's. <laughs> I I think that three four three's biggest obstacle right now is probably the fans. Um, they're very restless, and I see a lot of negativity a lot of the times coming from things out of there and i don't want them to make i don't want 343 to make a game that they think the fans are going to like i think they need to make a game that is a good game Mm -hmm. um and Mm -hmm. i think they need to 
Because like if you if like everyone's divided, if you go and ask the Halo community right now, it's like it's like, well, do you think there should be Sprint? They're like, some people say yes, and some people say no. Personally, I can't play a a, a, a shooter anymore if it doesn't have Sprint in it. It's yeah, very yep. difficult. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it's okay that if the gate like Halo changes, mm-hmm. um, you're telling me he's a that... super soldier that can't run. <laughs> Like you know what I mean? Correct. And there's people that's like mm. you shouldn't you shouldn't aim down sights. And I'm like, yeah, Halo's aim down sights can be different than Call of Duty, but also like, yeah, I expect that if I pull the other trigger, I'm going to zoom in a little bit and get a tighter shot. Like that's an expected behavior now. Yeah. And if it doesn't mm-hmm. have that, it's going to feel weird. So I think they just need to lay their groundwork for a great game. My biggest worry with them is that. I am almost certain that this next Halo game, and I think they've pretty much confirmed it, that it's a game game as a service, right? It's like the hub for the next 10 years of Halo. They yeah. one game as a service that launched fine. Mm-hmm. There's, it, there, I don't think there is one. And there's mm-hmm. a lot, like Destiny is, I would say, in a great spot right now. Yes. Uh, it wasn't always that way. It is the I, only one in a good spot, in my opinion. I, I don't want them to release this game and them to have every struggle that every game as a service have and then to ultimately overcome that but then the community be so aggressively negative about how it launched that 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 it kind of dies as that a result i do expect it to be i want it to be a good game but i am expecting to have problems with how ambitious creating a living world is like right out of the gate. Maybe they'll get it right. Maybe like there's plenty of data available for them right yeah. now to get it right. I mean they yeah. they have plenty of failed ones that they like look at the Avengers. What a nightmare that is. Yeah. Um what do they say so like, they approximately only like three million units sold or something? Like they lost like yes. sixty they, something million as dollars. As of now they've lost at least sixty three million dollars. It's estimated the budget before marketing was a hundred million dollars and marketing probably tacked on another 50 to 60. How do you not know that that's a, it's, I played the demo and was like, I don't think this is great. I mean, like it's fun to play as a superhero, obviously, but like when it works, <laughs> when it works and you don't ever feel like you're I didn't, like, there was very few times where I actually felt like a superhero. My thing, uh, my thing with that game is that it hard crashed on me three times in like within two days. And I was like, I can't play this game if it's going to do this. Like I literally can't play the game. So I uninstalled it. I, I, Joe, I like that you brought up Halo Infinite being a game as a service or something in that arena. It frankly terrifies me when I heard them say that. I went, Oh God, here we go. Here we go. Because I can count on one hand the games as a service that are actually good. And to be clear, when I say games as a service, I don't mean something where, oh, you can buy just skins. Buying skins is not a service as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like buying something that affects your gameplay. So, like, for example, Rainbow Six Siege, mm-hmm. uh, Destiny, you're buying new content packs and stuff. Apex Legends, you're buying, you know, you're buying new characters. Though those three are the only ones off the top of my head that are games as a service that actually work that are not mmo so like no final fantasy 14 or world of warcraft or anything like that mm-hmm. the ones that have come and gone uh, the division maybe was the closest to getting into that tier yeah. i think they fixed division one and then as soon as they got that fixed oh division two comes out nobody cared about world of new york the expansion that came out last year i haven't seen yeah. a single person touch that well it's uh, like Borderlands it's like three it's like, did not do good it's like what joe said with the division going back to the division he said yeah you know 
what was it? Maybe like a month ago, you said, I can't figure it out, but all Ubisoft games are fun until they're not. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, that was my experience with the division two. I played it for 10 hours and had a great time for those 10 hours. And then I was just like, I haven't fun anymore. I enjoyed the campaign, but I don't want to go do a raid in that game. I don't want to do PVP in that game. I don't want to do dark zone. I don't care about any of that stuff. It's just not fun to me. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, as far as you know so halo is coming in and trying to compete in an arena where most games fail more we have more games turn out like an anthem or a fallout 76 or an avengers than we do turn out like a destiny and even if you do turn out like a destiny or a rainbow six siege you're launching usually with bare bones content or something severely broken and you're spending most of the first year fixing it we've given grace to bungie twice with destiny and had a major expansion fix things like the small packs helped fix things and then the major packs really were like okay this is the amount of content we should have had to begin with this is the uh, these are the changes that should have been there from day one thankfully we're not saying that anymore but i think you give a lot of grace because you know bungie this goes back to halo you're giving them grace because of the halo legacy they deserve it they, they do it. and they, they really do like no it's, in my opinion nobody is better at fine-tuning gunplay than Bungie is. It's been that way since 2001, and it's going to keep being that way as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. 343 does not have room for that kind of grace after Halo 4 and Halo 5, after the disaster that was the Master Chief Collection launch. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's bad. They're, they're in a very precarious place, and I mean, they've greenlit all these spinoffs also. you know, Halo Wars 2 reviewed pretty well. Almost nobody played it, though. It's a console RTS. Who actually enjoyed Spartan Assault or Spartan Strike? You know, I, I know I get that those were originally mobile games, but still, like, did anybody actually enjoy those? I There's played it on my phone games? to kill time. Yeah, there was two. What? I did not. Strike. Yeah, Strike never came to console. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. Uh, I mean, I, so like, I like personally, I didn't enjoy those. It's you like, can't play them on your phone anymore. If think. you're gonna give me a spinoff, give me ODST or something. You know, it's I want a spinoff of Blue spin Team, like a three-player yeah. campaign of Blue Team, and how so, they got back to Master Chief. I think that what Halo needs is three things. The first one being they do need a story, and I get it, but they you need a story where you play as Master Chief. It it just it has to be that way. Has to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They need <clears throat> a great multiplayer, which three four three is clearly capable of doing. I'm sorry, but Halo Five is a good multiplayer game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is still good to this day. They still support it. It's it's like five years later, and it's still the, largely the same game, and it's still mm -hmm. fine. And they have a good rotation of like things and incentives to come back every week. It's good. It's not great, but it, it's like very solid. I think you could refine from that and be fine. But I need, in Halo, especially if this is a 10-year thing, and this is a game as a service... I need to be a Spartan. I need to create my Spartan and my character and have something to do in that world as myself. Uh, Destiny clearly took that route where you are picking your guardian. I need to be my Spartan. I want to like, and I get that you kind of do that in multiplayer where you have like mm -hmm. your skins and your armor and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I need a, I need something outside of that activity where I can use that character and play as that character. To show off that character and play with friends. Yeah, yeah. I think I think one thing that would be kind of cool to see is like, and I and I'm sure we will probably get some form of this with that being more, you know, uh, of an open world game. 
but like almost doing something similar to like a um you know like a dungeon crawl type thing but more i think it would work more along the lines of like a like a tomb raider type thing you know how there's the certain you know hidden areas or areas that you can go into what you know in in the world that that kind of like give you opportunities to unlock secret things that that you can only do that way you know like like you know like finding a cave somewhere while you're playing that's got like some kind of creatures in it that you have to you know take out or whatever and it's more about going against the elements and not always just going against the the enemy of you know of the game like take you know give you points where you can kind of like get some other experiences inside the open world that don't necessarily have anything to do with you know like even if it's just like finding out lore about the part of the ring that you're on in those areas like cave like cave stuff or whatever i think would be interesting hey if i you sorry i don't want to keep jumping in but you gave me an idea think about how cool halo 5 would have been if instead of you playing as Locke, you played as a character you created yeah. And you were just trying to track down master, like the, basically the same story. Yeah. But then you're alternating between playing as Master Chief and playing as your character, trying to yeah. find Master Chief. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the I, it's I like the Noble Six. It a better game. It's like taking the Noble Six route and Reach too, right? Mm-hmm. Like I mean, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and even ODST, where you play as all the different members of the squad. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you could have created that game where. I think that's an opportunity to do that. You could do like like secret ops or something as your own character, yeah. and play mm-hmm. with other iconic Spartans. Anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Josh, I know that you need to be somewhere. You have a heart out. Uh. Do we do we want to continue this conversation? Uh. As we let Josh go, or do we kind of want to just say our final thoughts and let him? I think I think we I think we can ride or die. I mean, I think I. I would say if. I feel Josh like we're gonna. Going. I feel like we could talk. We could continue this on another episode as well. I yeah. mean, yeah. I'm, I'm always for talking about more. I'd Halo like stuff, to save. So. I'd like to save some more of the Halo talk personally for when we actually get some more concrete details. Yeah. On yeah. Infinite for the re-reveal. Okay. Yeah. Or I mean, even when, more, or... when when you know after this this week's going to be kind of like Series X, all kinds of talk yeah. like next week. You know. Yeah. Like Josh said, mm-hmm. with the re-reveal of, of Halo uh, Infinite, maybe we can uh, talk more about Halo. But, you know, I, mm-hmm. I just before we go, what's everybody's favorite Halo game? It's it man, it's a dead heat between two and three. Um, it's just two. I'll never forget the moment you're playing two. Metropolis happens and uh, Chief and them escape on the Pelican and on the in him clad. And then all of a sudden, the next mission is you're controlling the Arbiter. That's yeah. that's one of the great, all-time great plot twists uh, to me. Um, and then, I mean, Halo 3, it's just how, how do you top the what is the end of the Halo I grew up with? Yeah. You know, it's it's one of the best endings to any trilogy in any medium, I think. Yeah. So. Uh, Jesse, what's your favorite Halo? I still, I it's 
this has been a hard one because like I really, really, really love Halo Two. Like that, you know, like that for me that was like the one that like I just really, really enjoyed the story a lot. Um, and three, like you know, like Josh said, three is really, really good as well. But I did really like four. Mm-hmm. I liked four. It, you know, like it was, it was the, it was the beginning of you know a new, a new team taking, you know, like kind of taking control of things, and I, I felt like it was, you know, like was a was a decent. Uh, you know, addition. Um, you know, just like I just didn't, you know, at the point of two, you didn't think for a second that there would ever be anyone else who would be making Halo, right? Yeah. And and I just feel like, so like I guess what I'm saying is two is definitely my is my favorite, but four is a very very close second for me just because. I had a lot of respect for, you know, like what it was mm-hmm. and it not being someone who was there the whole way through, you know. Yeah. So Joe, what about you? Halo two, just because it was the one I was got invested in the franchise. Mm-hmm. That was during the time where I was like watching E three when it happened, when they like showcased uh, Zanzibar, mm-hmm. I was watching like getting like when you get like those screenshot that would leak on like gamespot.com or whatever you like you pine over that for such a long period of time it i feel like i lived with the production and the release of halo 2 up into its release then xbox live happened like uh that was my first midnight launch like when i could go on my own with like friends and stuff like that i was old enough to like be there by myself like there's a lot of uh, growing up that happened with Halo 2 mm-hmm. with me. So Halo 2 would probably be my favorite game, or at least my favorite Halo. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think it's... I love Halo 4. I still think it's, like, my favorite at in terms of, like, story-wise. I still... I love, mm-hmm. like, just that... Here's a new take on Halo, but also, like... Halo Three had had a is probably my favorite overall, just because of all the uh, the midnight launch to playing with friends and meeting mm-hmm. people and and just the amount of time I spent playing Halo Three was uh, it's probably why it's my favorite. But uh, we're gonna wrap mm-hmm. it up. We're gonna have more Halo talks for sure. Uh, I want to thank everybody <laughs> f- for watching and or listening on our new Twitch channel. That's Twitch.tv slash Arsenal X podcast. You can also find our new YouTube channel, Arsenal X, the Xbox channel. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Arsenal X podcast. Uh, very two more sleeps, guys. Two more sleeps. Very excited. Two more sleeps. So, One for me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, where can we find you? Hey, you can find me almost everywhere as Phantom and XS. Joe. You're going to want to check those show notes. They're coming in hot. <laughs> Colonel Panic on Twitter. Check it out. Check the What's show about? You can also check the right side of the screen here. Everybody's Twitter is there, too. Uh, other way. We need it, to get everyone's, 
We need to get everyone's Xbox screen name, though, I think, on there. Yeah, too. Because I think some of us, yeah. We'll get there. Uh, (laughs) Josh, where can we find you? Uh, As always, every Thursday night, right here on this channel, Tower Casuals, a Destiny podcast. Uh, On Twitter at at Josh underscore Finn with two N's. And the same thing on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Josh underscore Finn. Swing by this week. We're going to play a lot of Bright Memory, a lot of Destiny, and we're going to play both of the new Xboxes. So we'll have... Have some fun conversations about those. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Corey and HD on Twitch. You can also find me here on Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast, and Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. Remember to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you consume the show. If you're watching live on Twitch, hit that follow button, and we will see you next week. Next Gen is here. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, everybody. Yes. Bye. <sighs>